Psychic Connection. Welcome to another wonderful, fun show. Way down among Brazilians, coffee beans grow by the billions, so they've got to find those extra cups to fill. They've got an awful lot of coffee in Brazil. You can't get cherry soda, cause they've got to fill that quota. And the way things are, I'll bet they never will. They've got a zillion tons of coffee in Brazil. No tea or tomato juice, you'll see. No potato juice. Cause the planners down in Santa's all say no, no, no. The politician's daughter was accused of drinking water and was fined the great big $50 bill. They've got an awful lot of coffee in Brazil. Ketchup gives them flavor Coffee pickles way outsell the dill Why they put coffee in the coffee in Brazil No tea, no tomato juice You'll see, no potato juice The planters down in Santa's all say no, no, no Local color serving coffee with a crawler. Duncan doesn't take a lot of skill. They've got an awful lot of coffee, an awful lot of coffee. Man, they got a gang of coffee in Brazil. Right? All right. Hey, welcome, everybody. This is Jorianne, the Coffee Psychic, with your Psychic Connection. Welcome to another wonderful, fun, and exciting radio show uh, right here on Blog Talk Radio. So as you guys know, I am new to Blog Talk Radio. So for all of our new listeners, welcome. And I just want to let you know that this is a live call-in show. We're not just going to have guests here and different topics. We're going to have that, of course, always. But... Um, I want to let you know you can call in at area code 347-633-9404. Again, that number is 347-633-9404. So, um, well, I'll tell you what. We have a wonderful guest. I always love sharing with you guys the things that have happened during the week. So I'm going to let you know who we have tonight with us. This is uh, Mr. Jim Heater of uh, CHIPS. 
And um, and Jim, I'm gonna, I'm Jim, I'm just gonna welcome you to the show. I know you're a wonderful paranormal investigator. You've got a lot to share with us tonight, so welcome to the show. Thank you. Well, thank you. It's, it's a pleasure being here. Believe me. Oh my God. Well, I tell you what, Jim. I know I've known you for a couple of years now. And yes. uh, for for those of you that don't know you, uh, you're definitely uh, very big in the paranormal field. So well. I'm going to tell you a little story of what happened. I'm going to tell you a little story real quick, Jim, of what happened during the week, okay? Okay, sure, no problem. Okay. So people know that I do psychic readings on a regular basis, and also I do house parties. And outside of all of the great and crazy things that happened at these house parties, there was a very, very interesting lady, and um, she shared a, a very special story with me. One of the things that I love to share with people is that our dead relatives, and you're in the paranormal field, so you, you have contact with the dead all the time, but mm-hmm. they can also come and help us, right? They can come and help us. They can give us information. Oh, yeah. Yes, ma'am. Right? Okay. Yes, I can. So this woman told me, I picked up her her dead husband. He came to the table right away. She sat down. He kind of rushed up, and he had this very I love you and apologetic energy about him. And I shared with her, I said, well, there's a dead man that came here with you. I said, it feels like your husband. I said, is he dead? She goes, yes, he is dead. And I said, well, it's it feels like he's, you know, saying, I love you. And she said right away, I wish that that were true. Because he didn't treat me mm-hmm. real well when he was alive. So I shared with her, I said, well, the point of the matter is when people die, they get to really reflect with how they were with their, you know, family and friends when they were alive. And many times they'll come back and they'll say they're sorry. So... She didn't say anything for a long time. <clears throat> then at the end of the reading, she said, I've got a very, very interesting story for you. And I said, okay, I, you know, okay, what is it? I always love to hear people's psychic stories. And she said, right after my husband died, he came and told me that he was sorry for the way he had been. And, well. of course, that was accurate. That was right. She was, he was very sorry. But then he said... I want you to take all of your money tomorrow. It was her birthday. I want you to take all of your money, and I want you to play your birthday. He, he said, and you will be set for life. He says, take it all. And um, so she was supposed to take this little bit of money that she had collected and go play like a lottery ticket. And remember, he right. said you'd be set for life, right? So right. <clears throat> she was getting ready to go. It got very, very cold. She said, and she decided not to go. And she says, what likelihood is it that my birthday will play and win? So she did not go. And you know what, you guys? It came in, and she would have been very wealthy had she gone and played that number. Wow. Well, that, that kind of answers a question that's that we've, we've always – yeah, it is. That kind of answers a question that we've always kind of played around with if if the spirits – can see the future. Right? If, you know, and, you know, that just kind of answers that right now. Or, or Jim, can they manipulate things for us? Ooh. 
Wow, that'd be interesting. Can they manipulate those little balls coming down, you know? I guess if they were there in the uh, WGN studios or wherever they do that, I guess they could. <laughs> well, now stop and think about it. When you think, when you think about, because again, you're a paranormal investigator. I'm a paranormal investigator, and <clears throat> when you think about the fact that all spirits are energy, and many times these spirits, yeah. and I know you've seen a lot of things, which I want to get into in just a couple of minutes here. You've seen a lot of things, Jim. And uh, when these people on the other side who no longer are carrying their physical body with them can move things, can do EVPs, that they can, they can literally yeah. make their voice come through electronically, can, they can shut lights on, shut lights off. Um, it can get a little freaky. You know, the air gets cold. I mean, a lot of different things. But if they can do that, why can't they manipulate those lottery balls? Very true. Very true. Something to think about. <laughs> that is. It's it is. Interesting it about is. The, the complete opposite way about them being psychic or having, you know, being able to see. But, uh, yeah. That's interesting. Cool story. Yeah. Yeah. It is. So, now, what, so Jim. Do you know if we're in the house? Yes. Okay. So I, I would really like to uh, say thank you for joining us tonight, and I'd really like to get in with sharing with people all about you. Okay. And um, so I want to ask you, I know you're in the paranormal field. I, I want to ask you, how did you get into the field, Jim? What what really in, in, enticed you to become a paranormal investigator? Because let's face it, you well, don't wake up one morning and go like, wow, I want to work with the dead people. No, actually I did. I did wake up one morning, and uh, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. Uh, but I did wake up one morning. But I didn't wake up for that. You see, the, the, the paranormal, and I didn't realize this until just, you know, a couple of years ago, really. The paranormal, the definition of paranormal is anything that's not explained by science. That's not quite Webster's, but it's, uh, it's, a, it's pretty close. And back when I was pretty young, my uh, my grandfather used to get a magazine called uh, Popular Science, and he also got another oh. one called Popular Mechanics. But um, in, in the mm-hmm. Popular Science magazines, every once in a while they would have articles about UFOs. And this was back mm-hmm. in the late 60s, so this was – they didn't know much about them. Well, we still don't know a whole, whole lot about them now, but – he would, mm-hmm. After he got done with them, he'd give them to me, and I'd read these magazines, and I just ate up all these uh, stories about UFOs. So I guess mm-hmm. that's where my first interest in the paranormal, per se, but for the, uh, for the ghost hunting part, that probably started in the middle to late 80s. I can't really pin down the date. Um and I would go out into cemeteries, and I was doing a lot of genealogical work. And here in the county that I live in, oh. down uh, south of Champaign, our family are first settlers, classified as first mm-hmm. settlers of this county. So I was roaming around some cemeteries, and I uh, kept thinking I would hear voices or hear my name and, and things like that. You know, And I'd turn around, and these, these cemeteries are out in the cornfields. I didn't think, mm-hmm. it was kind of 
made it kind of funny. So I thought, you know, I, I have an old uh, cassette player at home, and I think I'll bring that next time and just turn it on and let it run while I'm in the cemetery looking for uh, looking for stones or getting dates and stuff. I did that, took it home, and I I did get voices. I remember I remember hearing my voices. name. Yes, I did get voices. And it was very, wow. very, very hard to understand. But I could I could tell they were voices. I maybe my name, maybe their name, I just don't know. So uh okay. that was really where I first came into it and I I didn't know that I was ghost hunting then. I didn't know I just thought it was kinda cool and when I got done with my uh, genealogy stuff, I just kind of forgot about it. And okay. uh, then one day at work, uh, back in oh, 2006 or seven, I was at work mm-hmm. talking about this, and a kid at work said, you know what we ought to do? He says, we ought to, I know this place is supposed to be haunted, let's go out and see what we can find. Well, we went out to this place, mm-hmm. and we started getting some... Um, some temperature, fluct- temperature fluctuation, and um, okay. there were just the two of us, and we were both standing around this picnic table, and we were actually getting the spirit to, to stop the temperature, make it cold, and he was doing that. We had two thermometers. We had one digital thermometer just sitting on, the, uh, on this picnic table and had my uh, oh. uh, laser thermometer, and... Uh, his wow. name is Jeremiah. Jeremiah just said, "Can you, can you uh, change the temperature of the table?" And nothing okay. was happening. And I said, "I said, why don't you put your hand where that red dot is on the table?" And as soon as we did that, as soon as he did that, the temperature started dropping. And wow. I said, "Okay, take your hand off. Take your hand off the dot, and it would stop, and it would slowly go back up, and then it would go." Anyway, we had fun with that. But we had the camera set up mm-hmm. about six or eight feet away from us, which we didn't get any of it. We got it all on audio, but we didn't get any of it on uh, on video. So after that, you know, mm-hmm. we're just we're really excited about this, and we decided then, you know, we need some other people to help maybe just hold a camera or help us out with this. So we decided to form this group. So uh, we wow. uh, we formed the Champaign, Illinois Paranormal Society, and our acronym is CHIPS. And okay. uh, one other day, I was sitting around home, and I uh, was talking to a friend up in Chicago, and I realized we know Chicago also has CH for chips. So I asked mm-hmm. her if she wanted to run the uh, Chicago branch of, of chips. So it'd be Chicago, mm-hmm. Illinois Paranormal. So we have we had a group up there, and so we have one down here in Champaign now. So that's kind of how it all how it all came together. So, Jim, I, you do a lot story, of different cool. things with these groups. Oh, no, it's wonderful, actually. And, and how many other people How many other people love the paranormal field and would love, you know, have probably had some experiences like you but don't know what to do with it. So um, uh, if yeah. people want to join your group, you have it in Chicago, you have it in Champaign, um, right. what would they do? Do you have a – and maybe you can shoot your phone number out or a website out for them real quick or an email. So if somebody wants to join you, then they can – do that. Okay. So what number or email yeah. do you have? Well, my email is a, it's a toughie. It's jimheater at hotmail.com. <laughs> and you shoot me, a, shoot me an email, and I'll, uh, I'll get back with you as soon as I can. 
and it should be within okay. 24 hours. And we can we can talk, and I can give you a call. We can talk over the phone, or if you're close enough, I can drive there, and, and we can talk. Uh, up in Chicago, the, the Chicago team is uh, there's not a whole lot there, but the one person I have up in Chicago is, in my in my opinion, probably the best person and uh, the best paranormal investigator I've ever met, and that's Marsha Mack. Okay. And I'm pretty sure I don't oh, know nice. if you met her or not, and mm-hmm. she's a uh, She's my Chicago. She is my Chicago team, and she does great, great audio work. And if you go on YouTube and go to Marsha Mack on YouTube, you can see some of her, uh, some of her workings, some of her uh, um, investigations and stuff. She, she pulls out fantastic EVPs, real eerie EVPs. Wow. Well, I'm going to tell you about one that I have real quick. I I went out to. Right. I always go to Lincoln, Nebraska, right before Halloween. And and I love all my people out there. I just love each and every person out in Lincoln, Nebraska, uh, and I think they know it. I mean, I just they're I just could hug them all. Anyway, so um, when I was at one of the house parties out in Lincoln, I was saying to one of the ladies, I said, "Are you going to get pregnant again?" And she said, "Oh no, 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 no!" Like she's saying, "I'm too old for that now." And I mean, she's in her thirties. Come on, you guys, please. Oh, yeah. um, you know, there's no expiration date on those eggs yet, huh? Anyhow, so, no, I don't think so. And in the beginning of her reading, um, suddenly I'm saying, wow, you look great, and all this other stuff. And, Jim, I swear to God, if if we can figure out how to put this clip on the show so I can upload it, I'll play it for you guys next week. But what you hear is, mama, just like that. Where's the bell? Just as I'm asking her, you know, I'm asking her before the reading, before I started the audio, and then later on about her getting pregnant, that baby was coming through. So you know darn well whether she's getting pregnant or whether a family member is, a baby is coming into that family because that baby came and very loudly announced it. It was so cool. So cool. Wow. That is cool. I mean, and that, that again that is, is something, something from the future, like a time traveler or something. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Rich. Yeah. Wow. So anytime the dead people can come through, and I and I have got a, a, a large, I probably have, I think I've got at least 150 EVPs, and many of mine are very, very clear. Uh, sometimes the people are just really chatty, you know. Um, right. I've got one that says, thank you, Jorianne. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> And it's cool when a dead person will call you by name. I mean, that's cool, Jim. Oh, it is. It is. And something I, I always try to do, but it doesn't usually work out, is when I go on an investigation, when our team goes on an investigation, I try not to call people by their names on on the team, like uh, like Carol okay. or Dustin or, or whoever, just, just for that reason. Because if they call someone out by name, how did they know that? And uh, I know it's yeah. happened before. I know it's happened to people, so I know it can. Uh, they they just somehow they got to know. Mhm, mhm. Hey Jim, you so you've been doing this for yeah. quite a while. You've got your team. You do the investigations. Um, I want to know uh, some of the scariest or, or cool investigations you've done. Uh, so, what is one of the scariest things you've ever encountered doing an investigation, Jim? Well, I would have to say 
Well, there's, there's, there's maybe two, I guess probably two, that I actually was was scared. But you can't tell by my actions that I was scared, either one of them. Uh, the first one was probably up at, um, up at, um, oh, good Lord, Mancino at Morgan Cottage. <laughs> uh, one of the most scary places I've ever I couldn't remember the name. Uh, mm-hmm. So I went up, we were up there for a, it was a large investigation. Um, okay. We got permission to actually be on the grounds because it, it was, it is privately owned. And uh, you have to have permission to be on it. But now the building's condemned, so nobody's supposed to be going into it. But um, this is before okay. all that. And as you go in, the main entrance on the west side, if you turn to your left, there's, um, you'll walk past a couple, of, uh, a couple of rooms. But one of them is a room where they used to do the uh, ice baths for the, uh, this used Whoa. to be an old thing. Now tell me about asylum. that. Well, now, oh, that's the insane asylum. That's the insane asylum up there, Mantino. Yes, the old insane asylum. Wow. And the cottage, wow. the cottages were named after doctors there on premise, and this was Doctor Morgan, okay. and so it was Morgan Cottage. Um, Got it. It is barely still standing, but uh, the, the the ice baths. There were four tubs, but all that's left right now is the pedestals for where the tubs are. The tubs have been broken or stolen, or they're they're, they're just gone. So um, mm. you, you walk by this room, but these these rooms were actually uh, they would put patients in these tubs, fill them up with ice mm-hmm. and then water, and it was supposed to I guess um, freeze the the insaneness out of you, or it was supposed to make you snap or something. I, I don't know exactly what their whole premise was. It didn't make any sense. Uh, as much as well, even, wait a minute. You know, now, wait. I want to. I want to yeah. stop you here, Jim. Okay. Because no now, as a as a spiritualist, and and I also am an exorcist. All right. I'm going to tell you what I know about that. What I know okay. about that is with the ice water or the ice. What they state is if you have a demonic position, possession, that they state that you should get into a ice cold shower, and that will shock the possessing spirit off of you. Well, I guess that's what they were doing, man. And I, just, I one time, oh, that's that's my assessment. I mean, I don't know, I don't right. know where science and spirituality connect. I do not know where if these if these men of science science a long time ago said, well, hey, you know, there used to be an old wives' tale that if you dump them in a tank of ice, you know, ice water, that they'll you know come back to life or whatever. But what I do know is during one of my exorcisms, I had this spirit jump on me, jump into me. And it was very upsetting for me because I personally, unless I give a spirit permission, you've got no business jumping inside of me. I mean, I do seances all the time, spirit communication, and there will be certain times where I will let the spirit speak through me. But this guy was very upset with his daughter it was a, a friend of mine's home that we were doing an investigation in um, because the activity was just insane. It was crazy over there. And, you know, the first thing I know is I'm sitting here talking with her, and right away I'm overcome with, hey, did your dad die? And she goes, yeah. she had a smirk. And she goes, yes, he did, and I'm so glad he's dead. Well, that was it. This guy what? jumps inside of me, starts yelling at her, you didn't even come to my funeral. 
And by the time we were done here, Jim, all they wanted to do was jump out, and it was during the, it was probably, I think this was probably about three years ago, on my birthday in February, and all they wanted to do was throw off all of my clothes and jump in the snow. And I, I can't explain it. All I know is that's what I wanted to do. And, of course, there were people there, so I didn't want to be arrested, so I kept my clothes on. Yeah, and, yeah good um, idea. I know. What a, what a sight that would be. But what I seriously did was I was compelled to take my shoes off in the middle of winter, throw as much ice and snow up my pant legs, on my legs, on my face, in my blouse, on my arms. Right. Good. Okay. So, so now that's probably the weirdest experience I've had with spirit possession or spirit attachments. Um, but I will. T- and then, of course, I had to go through an exorcism myself to get rid of this guy. So, so people really, and I'm just going to add this in here. People should know what they're doing. I know we were just, you know, um, well, you know, segueing yeah. from that cold ice. People should know that when they are going to be doing paranormal investigations, they should know how to protect themselves. Now, I certainly didn't expect that guy to jump on board here, but I'm going to have you tell people, what do you guys do, Jim, when you're doing this work, that that will not happen to them? Do you teach preparation, protection? What do you do? Well, we do a, we do a, uh, a protection prayer before. It's, it's, the, private, it's the standard uh, uh, St. Michael white light uh, protection prayer but also you know you can say all the prayers you want but if if you don't believe in what you're saying or or actually you know believe in god believe in 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 saint michael i mean it's it's not going to do you any good uh i've got to the point now i've got a little lax which i probably shouldn't have i shouldn't be but I believe you know i i know i i accept jesus christ as my savior i'm i'm a southern baptist I try to get Amen. to uh, church once or twice a month, um, but you know okay. you don't have to go to church. You just really have to believe and and, and worship Him in your own way. But I also okay. I wear I wear a St. Michael's medal, which uh, I always try to keep blessed at least a couple times a month. Get blessed a couple times a month. And also I have a St. Benedict nice. medal that I just bought last late last year. And you know yeah, I, so I never take them off. Yeah, he's the saint of exorcism. Saint Benedict, I was just going to mention. Saint Benedict, I I I don't take them off. Um, You know, I sleep with them. I you know, I shower with them on. I don't want to take any. I don't want to take any chances because you can get you can get possessed. Well, possessed in air quotes. um, Anywhere it doesn't have to be a cemetery. It doesn't have to be a haunted location. You can be walking through your uh, grocery store and have have an attachment latch onto you. And I've only, yes. I've only had that happen once to me. And uh, our wow. friend, so what Sonny, was your experience, Bowen, Jim? Well, it was up at the uh, Paranormal Kicks Cancer deal up in uh, Elk Grove Village a couple of years ago. And um, it was our first Paranormal Kicks Cancer event. And afterwards, there was a circle of energy thing put on by a, by a, by a psychic. And at the end, I'm sitting there just talking to the lady next to me, uh, Nancy Resman. And, um, all of a sudden I just started crying. I started bawling. I started, it was uncontrollable. I, I mean, I was, (laughs) I mean, I was, and, and well, right before that happened, Sonny came up 
and said, Jim, are you okay? And I said, and I shook my head, yeah, and I said, yeah. But as soon as I got done saying, yeah, that's when I just broke down. I just started bawling my eyes out. And wow. um, it, it went on for quite a while. Her and um, two or three other people came up, and they started doing a, a Reiki cleansing of me and and all this stuff. And this probably went on for about 30 minutes. But I don't, wow. I don't remember what I said. And Sonny was telling me a year or so later about the stuff I was saying. I don't remember what I, I don't, I don't remember saying any of this stuff. But as it turns out, or this, or this, were you at that event at Oak Grove Village? Um, I think I was at the next one. Oh no, I might have been at that one, one, but this was more toward the evening, and I think I may have left already. Right. This was like this. This was in the evening. Um, yeah. So as it turns out. This hotel is a couple blocks away from where a, uh, I believe it was a TWA jetliner took off from O'Hare. An engine fell off and crashed into a field next to a um, uh, trailer park. And allegedly oh the trailer park's now on it. But apparently this guy, this person tried to get into me, tried to attach himself to me, and Sonny saw this dark shadow or, or something like hanging around mm-hmm. me or grabbing me. And that's why she came up and asked mm-hmm. if I was okay. And as it turns wow. out, this guy, they got out of him, but his name was John, and he was on that airline flight because I, mm. I guess somebody there was saying, do you smell the gas? I remember someone saying, do you smell gas? And it wow. turns out that she was smelling the, the aviation fuel. And... Wow. Um, so they, they finally got him off of me and, and bashed across the street and everything. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Fact, you know, it, it, was, it was very rough. It, it took a lot out of me that night because uh, everybody else after this thing was over, there was a big party afterwards. And I, wow. I went to bed. I, I ate a little bit of my dinner, and I retired to bed. And, and don't uh, you feel wiped after something like that, Jim? Like feeling completely oh, energy wiped out? I was completely wiped out. And um, yes, I, it was something that I don't want to. I don't want it to happen to me again because it was. It was rough. Yes. But it was something. Yes, it was. That I'm kind of glad it happened to me. It was. It was a neat experience, but mm-hmm. I sure don't. Want, excuse me. I sure don't want it to happen again. <laughs> no. It's something that it's okay to experience one time. You know, heaven forbid we should, if we experience twice or more, then we're doing something wrong. Go back to, you know, mm-hmm. you know, to your basics and, you know, figure out a new prayer, new protection ritual, whatever it is. But if we're, if we're getting possessed a couple of times, guys, and you still want to be in this field, try something different. So, and you know, and another thing, if you want to be in this field, don't push it. Don't. Don't ask yeah. for it because it's it's not it's it, like I said it's it's not fun. Um, I mean, I guess it'd be I, I've never done drugs. I guess it'd be kind of like doing drugs. I'll do it once and that's it. But <laughs> man, just, just now wait a minute. I'm going to tell you something. Thing. Wait a minute, Jim. I got to yes. tell you something. I've always said I don't get why people want to do drugs when they can go ahead and astral project, when they can go ahead and become a paranormal investigator and talk to the dead. I mean, isn't this the coolest, that we can sit here, have have a ball doing these paranormal experiences, yeah. and, 
and they're mind-altering with drugs when they can mind-alter without drugs. Exactly. Exactly. Right? I mean, you just totally. sit, you sit in a room and just, just let your mind go, and you get all sorts of information. It, it's, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. Fact, I, know I mean, you, I know you just... Yeah. I was just going to say, where else can you have communication with, you know, aliens and UFOs and, you know, traveling out oh, the yeah. universe and traveling into the inner worlds and, uh, you know, spirit guides, angels, uh, you yeah. know, and we can just go on and on and on. And, and, and so here's the other thing about doing the drugs. What people don't realize is many times when you're doing the drugs, Yes, they will have paranormal experiences. They'll have mind-altering experiences, but that will be when they are not in control or in charge. And so they will become victims, and they will have these entities. Because people say, well, you know, I had a hallucination. No, well, you you might, you know, term it as a hallucination. You had a spiritual experience where you were out of control, and, you know, you were altering out of your body, and these these dead people or spirits or demons now have access of attacking you because you're not in control. So if you really learn how to do all of this, that's right, that's right. But if you learn how to do this appropriately with protection, then you can still have all these experiences and be in charge. Mm -hmm. Well, I, for uh, for maybe about three or four years, I was uh, diagnosed as being uh, depressed, which... In, in a sense, I probably was. I was I was fighting depression, mm-hmm. and I was on a couple different okay. uh, anti-depression drugs. But the only one I really remember, because okay. I was on it the longest, was Paxil. Well, right. I would go on these investigations, and I just wasn't having any fun. I wasn't getting anything. I just it just wasn't any fun. So I mm-hmm. decided my my wisdom. I'll just quit taking my. Uh, mind-altering altering drugs. So I just quit the Paxil. Okay. Well, then I found out why they say not to just stop your drugs. So I had to actually go oh, back on it and get, weaned, and get weaned. Uh, it just wasn't it, it just wasn't a good time. Um, I just, most, of, most of it was just dizziness and um, you know, not, not being really coherent. It was almost like a, uh, like a buzz drunk. Most of it, oh, most of it was just it. my equilibrium and, and, and balance and stuff. So I had to go back on and get weaned you, off by a doctor. But did you see? Were you so so? You were not having oh. any contact with the yeah. dead because this drug was depressing you psychically. Yeah, it was just numbing. It was numbing my senses. Got it. In my opinion, Got it was it. numbing my senses. So then, after I got Very off this. Interesting. That's when I really started to realize that a little bit later, and we talked about this. You were on my show a couple weeks ago, and we were talking mm-hmm. about the depression and and uh, me being an empath. And yes, and that's what it. That's when I realized, you know, it wasn't depression. I there's, I, I have a psychic ability. I have a gift, and it's being an empath. So, you know, if you're having things like that, you know, I'm not going to say to stop your medicine or anything, but it might not be depression. It could be, it could be a, uh, like in my case, it was a psychic awakening. 
I've done a couple other little things that, uh, well, I'll say it. Um, I, I was taking some well, Reiki hey, classes, not real classes. I'm sorry, what? Okay. I was going to ask you, uh, for our listeners that don't understand the term empath, would you please explain to people what an empath is, Jim? Well, I'm kind of a rookie at this, but from what I understand, it's I feel other people's emotions. Like my big yeah. thing is I'll be watching something on TV, uh, like someone getting their uh, getting their house redone, and, and what's the name says, move that bus, and the bus moves out of the way, and there's this family all excited and crying, and I, I would cry right along with them. I would break down, and I still do. On certain shows, I will mm-hmm. still break down and cry. But if, if there's anything okay. violent or anything, anything bad like that, I mean, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't upset me. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, if you, if you see a cat get, or a squirrel get run over in the road, that doesn't upset me. But someone, their, their joy, that emotion of people is what gets me, gets me uh, upset or crying like a baby. Wow. And, you know, okay. So you're, you're tapping so. into their, you're tapping into I, their I energy. You're tapping into their emotions. Okay. So what? So I'll ask you what happened yesterday. Well, it was just another. I uh, was watching that show on on the computer. Um, it, I never even heard of it before, but it's where uh, you go and uh, trace your genealogy. And this was uh, the guy who, Jim, I can't remember his last name, but it's on Big Bang Theory, uh, the star on Big Bang Theory. And it was going through his family lineage. And when he found out that he was, uh, his family was part of royalty and how excited he got, and he was almost in tears. Well, I was in tears. I mean, I I was just so happy for him. Wow. So that, that that was just yesterday. But anyway, wow. let me let me go back to uh, let me go back to um, uh, <laughs> again the place up in the <laughs> the, the old insane asylum. Yes, the I old insane asylum, Morgan College Cottage. So you walk by this room and, and you see you see these old pedestals, but you go into this huge room which was the dormitory, which was full of beds. Well, there weren't any beds when we were there, of course, because it's empty, but. I'm in there with one of my teammates, and we're doing an EVP session. And, you know, I'm just looking around, and I'm taking pictures and stuff. But I see down in one corner, I see a dark mass along the wall, and then it went in front of these. There's two doors that have been uh, kind of they're, – they're chained together, but they've been ripped apart at the bottoms, and the glass is missing out of these doors. And I see this black wow. mass, and it went in front of these windows, and it blocked out the light from the windows and went on the other wall. And this is where I said that I did something that if I was scared, why did I do this? I ran towards where this this happened. And I'm not built for speed, Mm -hmm. so it wasn't a real fast run. But Lori was running behind me, and she says, what what happened? What is it? And I said, I just saw a shadow down there. And then I heard her feet, Mm -hmm. her footsteps stop. And I looked back, and she's heading back the other direction. So I kept running towards it, but there was nothing there. And, but I know, okay. I know, I saw this black, this solid black mass down at the yeah. other end of the building. 
And, uh, you know, that was, I guess, my first shadow person or my first spirit. I'm not too sure what I saw. That was cool. That was cool, but, but I, I was scared, wow. but I but I ran towards it. And uh, okay, well, and the other, now that's cool though, because you're running toward you're running toward a ghost, and normally the ghosts scare people, so they're normally out of there, right? But you're going like, hey, I'm going to catch yeah. up with you, dude. Yeah, I don't know what I've done if I caught him. Uh, <laughs> 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 hey, you know, Jim, I want to re- I want to remind our listeners that this is a live call-in show. And you guys can call in at 347-633-9404. And if you have any stories, if you have any questions for Jim, if you have a psychic question for me, give us a call. Again, it's 347-633-9404. So, Jim, if you, if you did catch him, what would you have done, right? Well, yeah, I know. That's, that's the whole thing. I don't know what I would have done. And it was already cold, so I, would not, I, I, I wouldn't have felt a cold spot, I guess. Because uh, it, was, it was in um, November, December when we did this. Um, all I know is that corner of the building would have, if I would have, that corner of the building would have smelled real bad. I know that for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I want to mention to you, I want to bring up, you were saying, you were saying, Jim, about these dark shadows, and some people call them shadow people. Um, mm-hmm. I I've never called a dead guy a shadow person, but what I will tell you is, uh, as a psychic medium, when I see these dead people, I'll normally catch, cap, I used to just normally start at, uh, catching them out of the corner of my eye as a shadow, but they weren't always shadows. Sometimes they were a complete, clear, transparent figure um, that, as long, and this is what I tell people, if you catch things out of the corner of your eye, go to look, nothing's there, it, and People need to realize your body has been trained to see things in this physical world. So when you go to glance and then you turn toward the direction that you saw a spirit out of the corner of your eye, you're literally looking through them. It's not just that they disappear. Now, maybe some of them do go like, oh, she, she, she caught me. I'm, I'm out of here. But some of them are still there, and you're kind of looking through them at the physical reality that your eyes are trained to see. So... But if you keep your eyes as straight as you can when you know that you're seeing somebody out of the corner of your eye and start accessing, is it a male, is it a female, is it an adult, is it a child, what color, what shoes, what time period, you can gather a lot of data. Um, if they're just mm-hmm. coming as a shadow, then maybe they're trying to keep their identity private or maybe they're just drifting through like a vagabond spirit. Um, but some of them are there very, very intently on purpose and you can catch a lot of information by how you start uh, accessing them. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, but are, are these spirits, uh, it could be inter, in, interdimensional too, uh, going, into, going into another yeah. dimension. Um, when they disappear, you know, where do they go? Uh, well, Good point. My idea is that it's, it's, in a, it's into a different dimension. And, you know, it's, it's funny because well, I... I want to share this with you then. Can I share this with you, Jim? Talking about sure. interdimension, interdimensional. Your show. So I used to yeah. work at Excalibur. I used to work at Excalibur Nightclub in downtown Chicago. Yeah. And I was there for five years. And uh, in the dome room, I mean, we all know that Excalibur Nightclub was very, very haunted. I'd actually um, done, a, done a TV show on Unexplained Mysteries uh, with Excalibur. But 
one of the guys that used to work there was telling me that as he was getting ready to set up the room uh, for the uh, business that night, he walked in the room and he was, you know, getting ready to put the ashtrays out and stuff. And he said at the bar there were about, oh, I think he said anywhere between six and eight dead people, ghosts, clear, clear as a bell. He said he saw them sitting there drinking at the bar. And they were oh, dressed wow. in the old Western, yeah, old Western outfits, Jim, old Western. And he's sitting there looking at them. Now, this is how cool this was. The one guy who's drinking a beer suddenly becomes aware that he is at the door watching them. He turns around, looks at this living human being, and they all disappear like that. It's like, uh oh, they caught us, and they all disappeared. Wow. Now, you know what's what's odd about that is that they're they're in Western apparel and they're in Chicago. So, well, again, right? But they were. It's not just it's not just Western. This was in this was like in the eighteen early nineteen hundreds Western stuff. Oh, oh, okay. You're still talking Western like cowboy hats and stuff. Cowboy boots, yeah, all, from a long okay, yeah. time ago. And, yep, they were sitting so, in this bar in Chicago. So so that's the quandary, right? Why? Why did they come, like yeah. you said, to Chicago? Yep. Well, say, say they were ghosts, that they were spirits of uh, Tombstone, Arizona. Does that then mean yeah. that um, that they can go anywhere they want to? And here's a, well, here's a bar. It's kind of like uh, college kids out on a Saturday night. Where are we going to go tonight? I know. So they, 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 hey, you know what, Jim? We have a, You know what we've got? I just noticed we got a couple of callers. So uh, why don't we take a caller here and uh, let's see who we okay. have online? I believe we have Julia from Plainfield. Hey, Julia, welcome to the show. Hello. How are you? Great, great. How are you? Good, good. I, you know, I was listening, and I kind of have more of a general question. Okay, sure, um, go ahead. And, and I think it's for both of you. I, I'm just wondering, you know, most people, you, you talk about you have your natural ability, you know, Dorian, you're, you're intuitive and, and, you know, you're psychic, you, you're medium, and, and Jim was saying you have, you found out you were uh, intuitive too. How yeah. can someone develop like, I have loved ones who have passed away, and I would love to be able to see or feel them around me, but I'm like, can you, like, teach yourself how to do this, or is there just some people that just are never going to be able to have that contact with the spirit? Well, that's, that's for you, Julie. Oh. I mean, that's, that's for you. <laughs> that's about me. Okay, I was going <laughs> to... I was going to say we might have two different per, uh, perceptions here, but uh, Julia, you sure can. You sure can teach yourself how to perceive uh, spiritually, psychically. Um, you know, the first thing I want to tell people is intention is everything. So if you want to go ahead and um, have contact with your dead people, you want to ask God to bring your spirit guides and angels, lead you to your uh, to the teachers, because they say when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And um, there are a lot of classes you can take, and the greatest thing you can do, uh, in my opinion, uh, and this is what works for me, is prayer and meditation. 
Okay. And then okay. also grab some classes on spirit communications because um, there are, I mean, I had to take classes on becoming a channeler. Now I'd only taken a few classes, but once you learn how to do it, once you alter your state, you know, it goes back to that saying, faith, hope, and trust. Mm-hmm. And once you're able to alter your state and start listening, I, you know, I've got a pretty high accuracy level for my psychic readings and, um, Again, it's I've, I've learned to be a real good listener. I think that's the way I'd like to say it. I listen intently to the very subtle energies that there are out there around. But even like with you know, Jim, world, he he can see shadows. I mean, so like I've yes. I've gone on paranormal uh, tours or hunts, and I've never seen anything. Well, so it's like see, I just feel like I don't have that ability. Anywhere? Well, do you, um, do you get any kind of input anywhere? I don't know. I don't think I've ever experienced. The only thing I've experienced is being at, at a uh, – actually, I was at um, the Paranormal Kicks Cancer last year in Bartonville. Okay. Last year or the year yeah. before. And year before, yeah. When we were visiting the cemeteries – we had the we were running the digital recording, and I didn't hear. Uh, we happened to be actually with Jim and Sonny, yep. and yep. there were mm-hmm. some individuals in that particular cemetery. Uh, Sonny could hear, and I, and I think Jim heard, and mm-hmm. I I didn't hear it until I was mm-hmm. playing back the digital recording in my car driving back towards Chicago. All of a sudden, you can yeah. hear when she said her name, and you can hear Sunny respond. And I was like, wow, oh. she actually heard this because she said her name was Elizabeth. And I didn't hear yeah, Elizabeth I until oh. I played the recording. When we played the recording, you could hear it very softly saying, Elizabeth. And it was so exciting because I'm like, oh, my gosh, she heard it. She heard it because it's right here in the recording. And I thought, why can't oh. I hear it? Am I... Is my fear blocking me from being that open-minded? I believe, but I, I never, the only thing I experienced was I got tapped. Something touched me in the cemeteries and I kept getting pain on my side. And that was the only experience that I had interacting maybe with spirits. Okay, so, all right, so there, that's how we start out. So I put, I put on psychic classes, okay, also. And so I always interview my uh, students and ask them, how, you know, how do you perceive so far? So right now you're telling me that you are clairsentient, you are feeling, okay? You're getting okay. physical experiences from the spiritual world. So that's a real good starting point, Julia, real good starting okay. point. So right, so right now you're going to start with, you know, allowing yourself to be out there, throw up your protection, you know, and you want to say, all right, I'm open to having some physical experiences from my spirit guides and angels, and only the good spirits can come by me and work with me right now. And you also want to throw out there to ask your spirit guides and angels to start coming with you to start enhancing your other psychic abilities. Okay. All right. Because it's something that I would love to communicate, you know, but I just want to make sure I'm not blocking myself out of fear of the unknown. Because I can be right. a chicken, <laughs> so you, but, you but could I, be. I do but you could believe. Be. You could be. Yeah, yeah, I could, be. Yeah. <laughs> could be a little fearful. 
You should be a little fearful. Well, I, I know I'm a lot fearful. The, I'm afraid of what? bad spirits. <laughs> you know, so, and that's why I'm so interested in, like you were saying, protecting yourself. Yes. Yes. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll have to do another show on psychic protection. It's a whole show. There's a lot of work that, you know, people can do, should do to make sure they're protected. Mm-hmm. Some of the things that can and can't happen. So how about if we uh, cover that on another show? Sure. It's a winner, yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, if I'm not mistaken, I think we have another caller. Uh, so, Julie, I mm-hmm. want to say thanks for joining us tonight, and Thank I know you. we'll be uh, working with you. All right? All right, thanks. Yeah. All right, thanks. Bye. Bye. Okay, Jim. I I see we have a caller here from uh, Georgia. So let's let's take uh, Judith from Georgia. Hey, Judith, welcome well, to the show. Thank you, Jerrianne. I found you on this side. I'm so happy you're here now. Oh, I, thank I used to you. Listen to you on the <laughs> other show, and so I sent you several yeah. emails on your website, and finally I got you. <laughs> so hey, so so what do you what do you think, Judith? Do you have any questions for Jim about the paranormal stuff? Do you have any experiences yourself, or would you like to ask a question? No, I just want to welcome you to the other side. I enjoy listening to you in the first couple of weeks of January. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's not on the other one. I need to find you. So I just want to make contact and say hello. I'm enjoying this show. Oh. Thanks, Judith. Well, welcome. I hope you'll continue to listen, and you know. And if you, hey, Judith, if you have any other topics you want us to explore for you, um, you know, you can give me a, a an email at jorian one at aol dot com, and uh, just shoot me a, an email, and we'll, you know, cover any topics that you that you would like to hear about. Okay, great. I'll do that. Thank you. All right. All right. Okay, good night, Judith. Okay, bye-bye. All right, thanks. All right, bye-bye. All right, how fun is that? And, Jim, I see we have another caller, uh, Tanya from Pennsylvania. So let's see what Tanya has for us tonight. All right. Hey, Tanya, welcome to the show. Are you there, Tanya? Hello? I think the spirits have got her tongue. <laughs> Tanya, can you hear us? I know. All right, well, we'll we'll, we'll hang in there. We'll wait for Tanya to... Are you there? Hey, Tanya, I think we have Hello? a little bit of a hard time hearing you. Did you want to call back? Yeah, why, don't you, why don't you call us back and we'll uh, we'll get your call. Call on back. Hey, Tanya. Thanks a lot, Tanya. All right. And I I think that happens. Yeah, I think that happens sometimes, Jim. Um, Sometimes they'll they'll put themselves on mute or whatever, and it happens. Oh, Oh, there you go. Um, All right. Well, you know what? I know that you were telling me earlier... um, that you actually live on an old Air Force base. Is that correct? Yes, I do. It closed in, uh, I believe it was 1989, when uh, President Reagan was closing a lot of the bases trying to save some money. 
Okay, okay. Now, not only have you lived on this old Air Force base, um, but but you work at an, a, a museum that's allegedly yeah. very haunted. So can you tell yeah. us a little bit about that? Sure. Uh, this is down in uh, Rantoul, Illinois. It's uh, the Chanute. Okay. Uh, it's the Octave Chanute um, Air Museum. And, um, okay. I, I uh, uh, go there every Wednesday, almost every Wednesday, and volunteer there. And, and the reason I did that I did this was I tried to get in a long time ago to get into this museum to do an investigation, and they didn't want to have anything to do with it. They didn't want to have anything to do with the paranormal. So I thought, well, you know, I'll volunteer there and get to know these people, and maybe I can schmooze my way in. But uh, okay. some of the things that uh, allegedly happened here, talking to some of the people that that, uh, that also volunteer there, was we have a uh, a B, uh, World War II B-24 Liberator bomber that's uh, in one of our hangars, and there are steps up to the uh, up to the cockpit, so you can walk up these steps and look into the cockpit. They uh, okay. The lady at the desk said one day this lady went screaming by her yelling, you know, why didn't you look, all the blood, all the blood, why didn't you clean up the blood? And, um, Whoa! And she, yeah. And, you know, she, then she, boom, hit the doors and she was gone. A couple seconds later, the oh rest of her God. family caught up, <laughs> caught up with her and asked, you know, did this little lady, did our mom come through here? She, was she upset? Yes. Well, she's out in the parking lot. So, uh, you know, they went out. But, um, so when I heard the story, uh, yeah, I got to do this. I got to investigate this place. So, um, wow. I I did some checking on the on the aircraft, and the aircraft was always a training plane, uh, a training aircraft down in Texas. It was a training bomber. Okay. Uh, so I I had the, uh, the the guy the I can't remember what they're called at the museum look this up. He says, oh, no, never saw any combat. It was it was always a trainer." I said, well, can you check and see okay. if this trainer was ever in any accidents? And he goes, oh, yeah, I didn't think of that. So he looked it up, and it was in a very bad accident where um, wow. the nose gunner and, and the belly gunner were both killed. So the nose gunner would have been oh. the blood up in the cockpit. So wow. She hey, you know what, Jim? I just got to – hey, yeah. Jim, I got to cut you off here. Yeah. I cannot believe – do you believe that our whole show is just almost over? Um I, I'm, I'm new to blog talk. It it goes by so crazy. You know what? I know we had another caller online. I'm going to ask um, Sonia from Pennsylvania if you could just give us a, a call back next week um, because they're telling us it's over. So, so I, Jim, I want to say thank you so much for being on the show with us tonight. No problem. It was, it was a pleasure. For me, not really wanting to do it at, at the beginning, it was a pleasure. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. You're the best. And and will you please come back on? Oh, you know, now that I know I can do it, sure, anytime. Okay, good. Well, you guys, listen. This is Jory on the Coffee Psychic with Your Psychic Connection. So glad to be back on the show, everyone. Uh, Big hugs out to everybody. And remember, give us a call back uh, next week right here at uh, Your Psychic Connection. This is uh, Jory on the Coffee Psychic, and we will see you again right here next week. Good night, everybody. Good night, all.